Christmas food and drink on Live 95 with Fine Wines, your local off-licence. Time for another instalment of our Christmas food and drink segment. And this week we're looking at my favourite part of all, desserts. Uh, Tom Flavin, um, food consultant, executive uh, chef, good friend of the show, is uh, with us on the line, uh, as is our fine wines and indeed other things expert, James Walsh. And you're both very, very welcome as we get closer to Christmas and excitement levels grow. Now, Tom, desserts. So should desserts be simple and easy or should you be going for the massively elaborate dessert? Well, I suppose it depends on your ability. And you're not, if you're not, a, if, you, if, you, if you're first time making desserts, I wouldn't be going too exquisite. I'd try and keep it simple. And to be honest, there's so many good ones available out there now. And, and call to the milk market on a Saturday morning. There's absolutely tons of beautiful tarts and desserts available, just readily available for you. But you can make your own very simple desserts as well. There are really, really simple three or four ingredient recipes for example a chocolate fondant very simple chocolate fondant i wouldn't be going exquisite um simple tarts like you cannot beat a decent apple tart with local apples just nip down and get your your local organic cooking apples they're beautiful but it's short pastry crust and a bit of custard that's absolutely gorgeous right that sounds very nice what about cherry trifle Cherry trifle, a very easy one as well. Just try and put maybe a simple a couple of twists onto it. Of course, the best part of the sherry trifle is the, the sherry, I suppose, isn't it? But you can add some fruit, add some mulled wine instead of sherry if you wish, just to make it a little bit different. Add some oranges. Um, do an orange-based cherry trifle. Use up a little bit of your Christmas pudding maybe in the trifle. You know, just there's so many different ways of doing it. Add some. You could add the Christmas pudding into the custard and have a layer of Christmas pudding and make it really seasonal. It just should the sky's the limit what you can do now, to be honest. Just make it look appealing. And I suppose not too heavy is another one. You know, you don't want to be feeling like you're, you need a nap yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I, you know, this great. I mean, it's, it's the most controversial of desserts for me, Sherry Trifle, because um, people move it around a lot and they'll change what kind of base they have on it. Or will they just go for uh, jelly? Or will they put the sponge in with the jelly? And will they have the custard uh, followed by the cream? Or will they just go with cream? And will they have sprinkles or more than sprinkles? I mean, it's, 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 it's heady stuff. Every- yeah, every household is different. It depends on, where, I suppose, where you grow up or what part of Limerick you grow up. If it's if it's sponge or if it is if it's the fruit cocktail from the tin that's mixed into it, you know, there's the dreadful horror stories on them. I think, to be honest, but it's, I suppose our palates are changing now too, and we're much more um, accepting of of stronger flavors. You know, there's coffee trifles, there's chocolate trifles now, there's fruit trifles. There's so many different varieties now. But the sky's the limit, and just try something different. But I wouldn't be trying it out on Christmas Day. I think we have a week to go. I'd say try it out a few nights before Christmas and make sure that you're happy with it if it's your first time doing it. You don't want to have a disaster on Christmas Day. Yeah, and you mentioned this earlier in terms of, for example, Christmas pudding. You know, that can be beaten into submission if it goes wrong, can't it? Yes, it can. And it's, some people don't like it. And it's sometimes it's because of the amount of alcohol that seeps. Like some Christmas puddings, have been marinating for months and months. The fruit is soaking up loads of whiskey and brandy and Guinness and different types of alcohol for months beforehand. And it's just, I suppose, we're not used to eating that type of food all of the time. So people are kind of put off by it and think that it's really, really um, strong. But, like, you can tone it down. You can add that Christmas pudding, add, like, add it to ice cream. 
just break it down and add it into ice cream. It's delicious, absolutely delicious. But like you don't have to add too much, it's just a little bit through the ice cream and it's divine. Serve that with apple tart and that's a really Christmassy treat. You know, it makes it a little more seasonal and especially for the palates that aren't used to the really strong fruit and the really strong alcohol flavours that are in it. But there's loads of really good ones available now. But like if you're paying five or six euro for a, for a Christmas pudding, you're really not going to get really good quality. If you're looking for something of a good quality that's palatable, you'd be paying a good price for it. You know, a one pound Christmas pudding would be at least 20 euro, you know, because by the time you have the fruit paid for, which is really expensive, it's all raisins and sultanas. Like, they're all the most expensive type of fruit. And the alcohol that's good going into... You really... I wouldn't be going for the cheap one. Now, tell me then, uh, alongside all of those lovely desserts, uh, Tom Flavin, um, James Walsh from Fine Wines in Limerick with us as well. Now, this is probably the place where you will have to do the most convincing of me, uh, James. Um, I, okay. I enjoy my, my, my wines, but I've never, ever been a fan of dessert wines. Dessert um, wines, well, just one thing in relation to the trifle. Yeah. The sherry trifle. Get rid of the bottle you have in the cupboard from last year. It's gone off. You have to do it every single year. This is the reason most Irish people don't like sherry, is because we're drinking the sherry that's been sitting in the cupboard for six months or a year. The fortified, or what we call the sweetest style of sherries, they only last a month. So if you're going to cook, do a trifle, and you're going to use a sherry, make sure it's fresh. Okay. It's very important that way. Secondly, dessert wines. I know you don't like them, and I keep trying to change your mind every year. Um, we have a new one in at the moment called Grey Wacky, which is made from Pinot Gris. So it is not too sweet. It's more floral. There's more Turkish delights and mandarins and tartatan coming through on it. And it isn't that heavy, heavy, sticky one that, you're, that you don't like. And it's a fabulous one to go with that lighter style of dessert. That and the apple pie with the ice cream, it would be an absolutely gorgeous matching wine. Something very, very special. Right, that sounds very nice indeed. And yeah. is, is it, I mean, is it meant to be sweet and consumed in smaller amounts, dessert wine? Absolutely. I mean, traditionally, you'll see dessert wines come in these half bottles, and that's meant to be spread between the four or six people at the table. You don't. You wouldn't drink a full glass of this. You know they're very, very unctuous. They're delicious, but after one, you begin to go, okay, that's overpowering my palate now. And that's the whole point. You just want something small to go with your dessert. You're matching the food to the uh, with the wine. You don't want to sit there afterwards with something which is so heavily flavoured in your mouth. Okay, uh, I mean Tom, for example, do you like dessert wines? Yes, I'm just drooling there listening to James. It sounds gorgeous. And, and take your time with, the with like I would advise, if you are having your dessert wine with your dessert, take your time and appreciate the flavours and let them marry in your mouth. My God, I'm, honestly, I, it's, I, I just want that apple tart now with that dessert wine. It sounds amazing. Oh, it really yeah. does. Um, I, I, I presume the other point, um, Tom, is that, you know, it's a big meal, Um Christmas Day and you, you know you you think you want the starters and the main courses and you know I have a weakness for Brussels sprouts and I keep filling my gob with those and then I get to the dessert and I'm stuffing and then and to be honest by you know six o'clock I'm not feeling very well so I, I suppose you have to try and discriminate a bit don't you yes and make it last you know like 
make it last the day, really. You just have your starters early or have your canopies to start or, and then sit and have your starters. Do a little bit of the washing up. Don't leave everything for last minute or for the next day. You know, and then come back to the table and have your, you know, lush main course. And then I would be giving yourself a little bit of a walk around again and just make time for the dessert. It's not as if we have so much to do or matches to go to. You know, it's a, it's a day to relax and enjoy and, and indulge and spend that four or five hours just having the long meal. I just love days like that. It's just, I cannot wait for this year to, to just enjoy a long meal like that. It's gorgeous. Right. Uh, and so I, I presume, James, you know, you, I know you've talked to us about um, before um, you get started at all and maybe sort of Proseccos and, and lighter alcohol or indeed you've given us non-alcoholic options as well that you would be suggesting spread it out. And as you say, as, as Tom Absolutely. says, make sure you've nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the correct point. This is a long meal. This is a meal to spend with your family. And traditionally with us, you know, we'll have a starter and a mains, and then we take our time and we'll do the Christmas presents together. And, you know, it's an hour and a half later that we're sitting down having dessert and we've gone for a quick stroll. And this is a meal, it's a family day. So you spend the day at the table enjoying yourselves. Yeah. And it's very important that way. And, and beyond then dessert wines, you know, port or this other... is when you get into the cheese, uh, yeah. the cheese section of the meal afterwards. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to get there. <laughs> yeah. So again, having talked context... about being absolutely bloated, we have to get the cheese out. <laughs> well, there's a, there's, a, there's a great thing. There's a thing called a digestive, which you can have after you know the dessert. This is traditionally if you go to Europe, uh, they'll have a digestive, a digi- uh, digestive, to help settle the stomach, and that's something you can look at. You come into the stores. What you might know is Jägermeister is one of the best digesters that you can get. And it just helps calm the stomach and, you know, helps the digestion. So that's what you can have in between the uh, the dessert and the cheese course. But for the cheeses, you've got to go to ports. And there's uh, such a great variety of ports out there. Now you've got the, you know, the vintage ports, the late bottled vintage ports. You've got fabulous Tony ports. We've just got one into the shop now from 1971. It's 50 years old. It's an absolutely stunning drink. 50 years old? Is that yeah. expensive? It's under 300 euros. <laughs> what did you say? It's, it's under, under 300, 300 euros? Under, under 300 euros, yes. Now, and <laughs> in, the world, in the world, I know you're thinking, oh God, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, you're, sure, you're absolutely sure I'm thinking that. But, I mean, if you think about it, a bottle of Romani Conti is going to cost you 8 to 10 grand if you would go out there. I mean, wine can go very, 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 very expensive. This is the luxury end of the market. Yeah. Without going to the ultra luxury. I, ha- I have to say, you know, James, that for 300 euro, I would expect you to come over and I'd expect Tom Flavin to come over and do the <laughs> meal for me on Christmas Day. Well, then you think about it, you go to, I mean, these are, these are something, this is something very, very special. You would want know. to be now, in fairness. <laughs> Absolutely. But then again, you know, if you want a bit of money and you want to treat yourselves or you've got a, you've got a voucher or something like that yeah. and you're not sure what to do with it, this is the way to use it, you know. And, I, and, and moving away, I mean, from wines and, and ports, you know, let's assume that you're still sitting, standing and awake by, I yeah. don't know what time this is. Is it nine o'clock in the evening? This is about, seven, <laughs> seven, about eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock now. This is before the poker starts. Absolutely. <laughs> what would you move to then, James? Um, traditionally, I go on to my whiskies. Oh, jeepers, would you? 
Yeah. Now, again, this is this is to, again, it's a product to be sipped and enjoyed. This is not to be knocked back. No, no. This is a, this is something you make the evening continue. You don't want to be asleep uh, just yet, you know. So you enjoy a glass or two, and you. I mean, I'll sip a glass of whiskey over an hour, an hour and a half, but oh, I'll make sure it's a nice whiskey. Right, and so I'll enjoy and that's, that. that's that's Irish. Um, Irish, absolutely. Well, we've got the new Tolman Gate coming in on Saturday, and hopefully, I can. There'll be a bottle left at the end of the day for me to buy. I'll go for my red breast or my green sauce. Or I'll pick up one of my favorites at the moment is a new dingle, which is a port cask, which is the way I describe described it, it's like wrapping a warm jumper around me. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And then you or you can go to things like uh, your liqueurs. You can go for your um, Frangelico or your Disarano yeah. or Moretto. Um, or you can go to your brandies. Pick up a decent bottle of brandy. Okay. Well, so, uh, Tom Flavin, let's let's assume, let's stay with uh, James' fantasy here of us all still being uh, sort of awake at half ten on Christmas night um, as, as he's enjoying his whiskey. I mean, you know, people like Irish weddings, well, when we used to be allowed to stay at Irish weddings, the, the, the nibbles would hit. I mean, is, is there anything else you'd suggest right at the end of the day, maybe around half eleven? <laughs> I'd be going back to the hams and have some, have a nice bread ready, you know, have a sourdough that you picked up or have something like a soda bread or, you know, wheat and bread. Just have that at the ready because there's going to be still some turkey, ham and Brussels. Like this. You cannot beat the, the traditional um, turkey, ham and stuffing sandwich with a big dollop of cranberry sauce at 11 o'clock at night. But, but my, my cheese and wine lasts a long, long time, so that could be even up to 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning when you're heading for the fridge for the leftover of the ham and the turkey. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, that's the two of you have very exciting lives on Christmas Day. Um, wh- <laughs> it's the one day I have off a year, Joe. <laughs> and you make the most of it, James. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and of course, Tom unusually has Christmas Day yeah. off this year, don't you, Tom? I do indeed, and I cannot wait for it. We have made our own ham this year. It's just, it's, it's very exciting. We have turkey and ham in the house. We're going to have trifle. We're going to have, we're going to have the works this year. It's going right. to be gorgeous. Brilliant. Well, listen, in, in the run-up to Christmas uh, next week, we're going to get you back for uh, one more chat, both of you, if you don't mind. I really want to talk about the very last-minute tips. And I suppose, uh, from your point of view, James, you already mentioned one classic, only €300, Euro, or less than it, sorry. Um, maybe some other specialties that you might be able to come up with uh, to recommend for people a little off the beaten path you know absolutely uh, alright well listen gr- great to chat to the two of you guys um, uh, have a good week and we'll chat at some stage next week and thanks so much for your time that is uh, Tom Flavin who's executive chef and food consultant in Limerick and James Walsh fine wines and as you've heard other drinks expert here in Limerick too Christmas Food and Drink on Live 95 with Fine Wines, your local off-license.